There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And it is Thursday, so it means time for our Thursday Trends episode And I'm flying solo today Not by by design This wasn't the plan I was supposed to have a guest uh, Unfortunately they cancel the day of our recording. So, you know, those things happen. Uh, and, and you kind of just got to roll with the damn punches, right? So here we are, solo. And I got some some stuff to get into this week, man. So we're going to talk about uh, police officers um, not being found liable for shooting a Latino man who was just literally living in his own house. The cop showed up at the wrong place and he ended up dead. So... We'll talk a bit about that, a, a tragic story. We'll also talk about DACA and what this means as uh, a judge has declared it illegal again. We will also talk about Peso Pluma, who is dealing with some threats from uh, cartels and is actually postponing a few concerts as a result. And then the positive side of things, man. We got to talk about this movie a million miles away. It is a beautiful story. I'm like halfway through it. Just really inspirational stuff. So we'll talk all about that. But first, as we always do, man, let's just start with the nonsense, the BS. We'll do a deep dive and a segment call for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. All right, so let's start with this this really just tragic story, man. You have a a man who was shot and killed in his own home. Police officers are being found not liable for this. A Latino man 
Now, a jury found two Mississippi police officers not liable for the 2017 death of Ismael Lopez, who was 41 years old at the time. Uh, Ismael was married to Claudia Linares, and they were at home when police officers unexpectedly knocked on their door July 24th, 2017. The terrible shooting. Um, man, the... I almost hate reporting on these stories at this point. And not because they are not, you know, viable and deserve to be getting our attention, but because it just feels like the same thing over and over and over again. And it's incredibly depressing because it feels like nothing changes. Now, obviously, this happened in 2017, so this is pre George Floyd and, and all those different things. But even in the post-George Floyd era, the fact that, um, as we'll, we'll continue reading on, that they're being found not liable via a lawsuit is just kind of crazy as well, right? So you have the shooting happening, so many different twists and turns happening over the years. Uh, this includes the city of South Haven, Mississippi's uh, 2020 motion to dismiss the case on account of Lopez being an undocumented immigrant. They claimed that his immigration status meant he had no constitutional rights. Uh, the family's attorney, Murray Wells, responded at the time saying, quote, we're stunned that someone put this in writing. And I think we all share in those those same feelings. I mean, the fact that somebody's status as a citizen sort of uh, makes them less human. As, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the way that America works, right? If you are undocumented, you're an immigrant, you are viewed as lesser than the United States of America. But the fact that they would put this in writing and the fact that uh, they don't want the proper people to be held accountable um, and they're finding loopholes or trying to and using his status as undocumented as one of those uh, to sort of let these murderers off the hook is, is really sad or alleged murderers, right? And thankfully, a federal judge dismissed that, that motion. Now, as described by the Magnolia Tribune, Lopez and Minares were asleep at home in the early morning of July 24, 2017. They heard a knock on their trailer. At the time, officers Zachary Durden and Samuel Mays were searching for a man named Samuel Pierman after a woman filed a domestic assault complaint against him. As fate would have it, Perlman lived across the street from Lopez. The officers mistakenly went to Lopez's home instead. And this is just like, like murder or not, these guys should not have a, a, a fucking job where they get to hold a, a gun and a badge if they literally are are unable to fact check addresses, right? It's like measure twice, cut once type of thing. Like this this is not the type of job for for people who are are not good at details, you know, and obviously it leads to tragedies like this one. Now, um, sometime after police knocked on, on their trailer, uh, Officer Durden shot three bullets through the door. One of those bullets shot Lopez in the head as he was possibly turned around or running away. Lopez died from the gunshot wound at home and authorities found his body handcuffed in the living room. So gunshot wound to the head and he's handcuffed in the living room and that's where authorities found his body. Just disgusting, disgusting stuff. Now, aside from the evidence, the officers um, and the Lopez family's legal team have different recollections of what happened. Surprise, surprise, the police report says something different than what actually happened. And by the way, the original police report for George Floyd said something different than what happened. Thank God it was caught on camera. Now, as per AP News, officers admitted that they knocked on Lopez's door without identifying themselves. Like, should this be policing 101? 
They said the door opened. Lopez pointed a rifle at them. At that point, they said a pit bull ran out of the house and Mays shot the dog. A third unidentified officer says Durden told Lopez to drop the rifle. Later, the officer shot Lopez and killed him. Okay, let's just pretend that this version of the story of the events is true. Early in the morning, a.k.a. the middle of the night, you're woken up from a dead sleep uh, by somebody knocking on your door. It's not beyond the realm of of sort of not possibility, but just like normalcy that if you are a gun owner, you're going to greet whoever is knocking on your door in the middle of the night unannounced with the weapon that you have gotten to protect yourself, as well as the dog that you've, I'm sure, gotten to protect yourself as well. Like all of this sounds incredibly fathomable and not an excuse, A, for anybody to open fire, but also B, with that knowledge in mind that people are going to be startled when woken up out of a dead fucking sleep in the middle of the night, you would think you would announce yourself for both your own safety and the safety of those inside. It just, again, it's measure twice, cut once, and anybody who is incapable of, of thinking things rationally through like this and thinking of the possibilities in what I just explained should not be holding a gun and a badge. Now, Lopez's legal team says that the experts did not find his fingerprints and DNA on the rifle that he was allegedly holding. Plus, authorities found the rifle more than six feet away from Lopez at the time of his death. How convenient. A rifle just shows up and the evidence even showed no fingerprints, no DNA on it. It's not even anywhere near his dead body. Like, what are we fucking talking about right now? Like this. <sighs> it, it, it's the world that we live in, man, where it's like we we don't we don't genuinely care about justice. We care about the, the world that we live in. It cares about justice when it's convenient for those in power. Right. So if you are committing an illegal activity and the police catch you and, and uh, are, are wanting to arrest you and then hold you accountable, They are all about justice in that case. But when the people in power are the ones who are fucking up, of course, they are not concerned with actual justice because it goes against their best interests in the moment. And that literally, in a nutshell, is our country uh, when it comes to people of authority, be it the police, be it politicians or people who are of privilege, those who uh, have an exceptional amount of wealth or or uh, or just born privilege because of their whiteness and the white supremacy Um, that still exists in our society, right? So, of course, justice is only cared for when it is convenient for those in power. That is our society in a nutshell. Now, proving this even further, South Haven Mayor Darren uh, Musselwhite defended the officers, and on July 18th, a grand jury chose not to indict them, right? So this, again, our country in a nutshell, the powers that be, those that are in charge, right? Tipping the scale in their favor. You have the mayor, a prominent political figure in what seems like a small town, going on public record and essentially interfering with an investigation and trial by announcing what side that he falls on when it comes to this, who he's going to be supporting. You think that that doesn't have some sort of influence on the jurors who, again, are local and regardless of how we try to hide evidence from them, have probably seen this on TV or in the newspaper or whatever it might be. Um, the fact that the mayor is, is, is going and, and, and supporting the police officer. So surprise, surprise, they end up getting acquitted, right? They end up uh, not getting 
uh, indicted, I should say, right? The jury didn't even think that this was worthy of, of bringing it to a criminal trial. Uh, now, in response, Lopez's widow, Claudia Leonidas, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the city of South Haven, Mississippi in June of 2019. The city at the time claimed Lopez did not have constitutional rights because he was an undocumented worker. Specifically, they said this meant that Lopez did not have Fourth Amendment protection, which ensures people against unreasonable searches. Okay, so I guess there are no rules, uh, you know, when it comes to decency or, or, or what's morally correct when you're wearing a badge and holding a gun. Now, as reported by the AP News, a uh, Mississippi jury uh, just cleared the officers this week, um, officers Durden and Mays, of any wrongdoing, right? So that's, that's what happened with this whole um, trial that they now, lawsuit, I should say, they brought up. They've been cleared of any wrongdoing. Um, a jury deliberated for four days in federal court over Leonidas's $20 million lawsuit against the city police chief and officers. While Leonidas' legal team argued that the city violated his civil rights, the jury found that the officers were not liable. This means that Leonidas will not receive any compensation for the tragedy. And let's just like humanize this for a second. Let's take the lawyers out of it. Let's let's just take the um, the long history of police abuse out of this. Think about it as a human being. Put yourself in in her shoes, right? Put yourself in in the the shoes of this woman who now has has lost her the love of her life claudia linares lost her her husband right ismael lopez think about this the two of you go to bed like any other night you know you say your good night you, you give your spouse a kiss good night whatever it might be you go through your nightly routine you fall asleep all of a sudden abruptly woken up out of out of a dead sleep and very quickly your life has completely flipped upside down as the person that you've spent your life with and have been creating a life with is now dead because these people were so inept at their job that they literally knocked on the wrong door. They literally couldn't do the job of, of an Uber Eats driver successfully dropping off a meal at the correct house. These police officers went to the house across the street. And the result of them being idiots and god-awful at their job is the death of, of a man and a family that's never going to be the same. That's what, what things like this are on a human level. Tragedies, senseless tragedies. All because... We don't have a system in place that is concerned with quality, right? Because I, I think, yet yeah, you're you have people who have malice in their hearts in in certain positions of power. I don't disagree with that, but I also think at a larger scale, you have a system that is not designed to bring in the best of the best, even though this is a career path and a job that holds an immense amount of responsibility and potential danger and should be held to the highest possible standard uh, of, of, of education and training and, and vetting at the end of the day. But that's not the country that we live in. And as a result, senseless tragedies like this one happen. And then what makes it even worse is that you have people of influence choosing what's most convenient for them 
And in this case, somebody like the mayor backing these officers and then a grand jury deciding they're not going to indict. It, it's it's just this like perfect storm of horrific events that really speak to like the zeitgeist that we live in when it comes to our time here as American citizens, right? Like a combination of idiocracy, a combination of an abuse of power, and a combination of those in power always choosing their best interests or what's in their best interest before the people that they have been either elected or hired to look over and serve. It's a lack of morality that we have. And it's really just awful to see. And yeah, I don't really have words for it when it plays out on such a tragic level like this one. It's just really awful, really scary. And and my heart goes out to this family and all of the other families, the countless families that over the the decades have have had to deal with similar avoidable and senseless tragedies like this one because we don't have a real checks and balances system in this country and we lack an immense amount of morality in this country. It's just just awful. There's no way around it. And with that said, uh, I'm going to take a pause here. I think now is a good time to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. All right, we are back, and let's dive back into some of these stories uh, in our For the People in the Back segment. Let's talk about DACA, as it's been declared illegal again by a federal judge. So you had a Texas federal judge striking down the revised policy uh, this last week, citing that it was illegal. United States District Judge Andrew Hainan sided with nine states that had sued to stop the program. The first time Hainan declared the program illegal was in 2021. Per PBS, in his ruling, the Texan federal judge asserts that DACA doesn't meet the necessary requirements dictated by the Federal Administration Procedures Act, according to Axios. Now, the Biden administration reworked the program to adhere to the ruling. The publication cites that the new version of DACA went into effect in October 2022. PBS reports that this decision over the fate of DACA was uh, likely to be now brought in front of the U.S. Supreme Court for the third time. Now, the judge's ruling maintains that current DACA recipients are still safe for the time being. Now, anybody who is not completely sure what DACA is, it was originally established uh, via executive action in June 2012 to protect certain undocumented immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children from removal proceedings and receive authorization to work for renewable two-year periods, right? So those are the people who are protected under DACA. Now, what does this ruling mean for those who are DACA recipients? AP News reports that Hanen's federal mandate over the program keeps the government from accepting any new applications from anyone. The protection extends for the duration of the legal review that is currently happening. Axios cites that this will cover the, quote, more than half a million beneficiaries under the DACA protections. Now, the states that are petitioning for the removal of DACA are Texas, surprise, surprise, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Nebraska, South Carolina, West Virginia, Kansas, and Mississippi. Now, majority of these states, not for nothing, probably have more, you know, larger concerns than than undocumented immigrants at the end of that. You know, I'm going to do right here, right here as we're on the podcast, I'm going to, let's just Google state rankings for poverty. Okay. Let's just look this up because I can almost guarantee I'm going to easily find majority of those states um, on this list here. So let's see. Okay. What, what do we have? Uh, Louisiana actually ranks number two of uh, the poorest state in America. Let's see. West Virginia is on that on that list of, of people petitioning for the removal of DACA. West Virginia actually ranks fourth on the poorest state in this country. Alabama on that list. Yep, they are lucky number seven on the poorest states in America. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see if anybody else made it in the top 10 from, from that, uh, that list. Arkansas, yep. Coming in at number five on the poorest states in America, and they are worried about DACA recipients right now. Okay, uh, let's see. Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Mississippi is pet- petitioning for the removal of DACA. They're number one, the poorest state in the United States of America. Interesting. Okay. 
Uh, and let's see if I missed anybody here because I know we had Kansas and South Carolina. Uh, Texas, you know, seems to be doing all right with itself, right? Okay, so yep, th those are the ones. So looks like the majority of that list finds itself uh, as one of the top 10 poorest states in this country. And this is the type of shit that I'm talking about, right? A lot of people have misconstrued some statements I've I've kind of been making or or had uh, when we talk about rights for trans people or the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and when I talk about how these are cultural issues that don't actually affect the majority of Americans, I'm not saying that these aren't things we have to be concerned with and fight for. What I'm saying is we're only having to fight for the rights of these people because the other side, the right, has fooled their base into thinking that these are the most prominent issues affecting their quality of life. That's the problem right there, right? So now we have to play defense if you find yourself in support of those communities and their rights and wasting time playing defense rather than actually taking offense against issues that actually matter, like the fact, and by the way, I'm not saying those issues don't, don't matter by wording, I have to make sure here, but issues that are actually more prominent, I should say, right? For the everyday American person, right? Because if we weren't having these culture wars that, again, the average person who's fighting against the rights of, of the LGBTQ plus community, that person, generally speaking, is probably not affected in their daily life, but they're so passionate about it because they've been fooled into thinking it's a bigger issue than it actually is, or that it's an issue that is going to affect their children because they've been lied to that, you know, it's it, that uh, drag queens are grooming children for pedophilia, like nonsense like that. This is what I'm talking about. But the reality is, look at the, the poverty rates in, in these states that I'm talking about. Yet their elected officials are are worried about undocumented immigrants and even more specifically, DACA recipients, right? They're wasting tax dollars fighting these cases and their time because they know it's going to rile up their base, who again is looking for somebody to call the enemy. And even though the politicians are truthfully the enemy, they know obviously they hold the power. They have the TV time. They can spin it, create a, a false enemy that their base believes. And that's what they've done with the, the immigrant community. That's what they've done with the LGBTQ plus community. Meanwhile, not doing shit to address the larger issues in their communities, like the fact that they have an unacceptable poverty rate in the states and areas that they represent. Like this is this, it, it drives me insane that that's not the topic of conversation and we aren't calling that out every single day, every chance we get, right? And, and liberal media is, is just as bad in misdirection as conservative media. Now, conservative media is blatantly lying and leading people to throwing their lives away um, in the, the name of, of misinformation. But liberal media is also not helping us because they're not they're, they're, they're sensationalizing when Donald Trump gets indicted. They're sensationalizing Lauren Boebert getting 
felt up in a random, uh, you know, uh, theater somewhere watching Beetlejuice on live on on stage or whatever the fuck she was doing. That leads their headlines and they become TMZ and the gossip column. And it's a jokey joke. Let's make fun of her. And yeah, it's fucking funny. But that that's what TikTok is for. That's what social media is for. If I wanted to, to look at memes and to look at funny reactions, I would go on social media. I would go on YouTube. I would go on Instagram. I'd go on TikTok and I'd enjoy it there. When I tune into the news to what's supposed to be credible news sources, I want you to give me the fucking issues that matter that I need to be educated on and that are affecting my life and millions of other people around this country. The whole system is is fucked from the top down, essentially, right? Like we, you know, you talk about draining the swamp. We like the 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 swamp is 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 out of control at this point, and yeah, I it's I'm frustrated. I'm not giving up on democracy or voting or any of these things, but everybody is contributing to the problem. Like that's 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 what we all need to recognize. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you fall on. Both media outlets on either side are not doing justice to the people that watch them on a daily basis. The politicians are more interested in TV time and constantly running a a silent re-election campaign via whatever they have to do to get their base excited. You have some politicians creating culture wars that then the other side has to react to and waste precious time fighting against when we're ignoring the real issues of this country. Like that is is the major problem in this country is that nobody is is focused on the right things. We're all just following the next shiny object. And the powers that be from media to the politicians themselves to the elite wealthy are just pulling the puppet strings and we're all just fucking dancing along thinking that that we're we're, we're actually, you know, focused on anything that matters. And we're all just being reactive and looking to argue with the person next door to us and and view them as the enemy rather than the people who are sitting on their ass collecting checks and, and you know, enjoying the spoils of, of the power that comes from setting the everyday person into chaos. That's the current state of, of our country where we live. And we are all just pawns in a, a bigger game because we refuse to hold them accountable we don't hold people accountable with our vote we're so fucking loyal to people who are not loyal to us we don't hold people accountable with our attention we watch news outlets quote-unquote news outlets right and give them our viewership we watch their commercials we help them make money while they just sensationalize and and create more drama rather than actually educate us on the issues that we need to hear about. And we've also fallen into the the societal norm of not giving a damn about what's actually important. We're falling victim to to a culture that prioritizes 
fast food beyond just meals, but in the information it gives us, in the entertainment, in the quality of life, in, in every single way, this microwavable culture, we're all just feeding into it and buying into it happily. None of us are standing up and asking, wait, why are things this way? What's the bigger answer here? Why are people only talking about the, the sickness or the, the wound, but not actually trying to find a cure for the disease, right? And that's both in the literal sense when it comes to our modern medical system, but in the figurative sense where we are fighting these superficial battles without ever actually addressing the war itself, right? We're, we're sitting here putting out, trying to put out these small fires and getting into these little culture wars, right? Uh, I'm religious, so I believe this. I don't believe religion should have a part in this. So now we hate each other and we're arguing back and forth, right? Meanwhile, the, the, the bigger issues that are affecting millions of Americans as poverty and, and lack of affordability, lack of housing, a quality of life that is lacking in comparison to other large countries and, and rich countries, right? We've been fooled into thinking that capitalism and, and, and capitalism by any means is good, right? We're defending a billionaire's ability to take advantage of the everyday person, right? Because they fooled us into thinking that, that as long as we back these crazy ideas, maybe one day we can have a piece of that pie, right? We're, we're, we are like the horse chasing a carrot on a string. They've designed it that way, right? Meanwhile, they're making it far easier for themselves to get rich and far harder for us to survive while fooling you and telling you that it's available for anybody who wants it. We need a wake-up call. As a society, as a culture, as a people, we need a wake-up call. This propaganda of American excellence that has been shoved down our throats, it's not serving us. We are not excellent in education in healthcare, in quality of life? Where is the, the American excellence? Of course, it's worse somewhere else. But I don't judge my life based upon the fact that I'm not doing as bad as somebody else. If I can't afford to pay my rent and I'm getting evicted, it's not going to bring me comfort to say, hey, but you know what? Someone else is sleeping on the street. So at least for the next week, I have a roof over my head. How does that help me? Right. And that's the same thing as somebody saying, well, it's worse in other countries. How does that help us? Just because somebody else is more down and out than us doesn't mean that we should just ignore the problems and pretend that they don't exist. That is not a way to produce a happy quality of life, nor a healthy country where its citizens are getting what they need. That's my two cents on this. Moving on. Let's move into the world of, of entertainment and some, some scary stuff here, right? Beso Pluma. Taking the world by storm right now, bringing Mexican culture to the mainstream. We talked about him on the VMAs. Now he has to postpone concerts amid cartel threats, right? So Beso Pluma has just postponed several upcoming concerts amid alleged death threats from Jalisco's CJNG cartel. Now the CJNG cartel also referred to as the Jalisco New Generation Cartel, allegedly hung three 
narco manta banners around Tijuana, Mexico this week. The banners placed in different areas of the cities uh, made frightening threats directed at Peso Pluma. One banner read, this is for you, Peso Pluma. Abstain from performing October 14th because it will be your last show. That's scary shit. Tijuana's mayor, uh, Montesera Caballero, said that they were determining whether to cancel the concert. Still, it seems like Peso Pluma isn't taking any chances and just postponed, uh, postponed several upcoming shows. Now, the banners that Jalisco CJ and G Cartel allegedly placed around Tijuana made menacing threats towards Peso Pluma. Another one read, quote, for being disrespectful and having a loose tongue, if you perform, we will kick your ass. Scary stuff. Now, this is all thanks to uh, WeAreMeToo.com. Man, what a scary, a scary world. And this, I mean, listen, it, it's like, you know, you we were just talking about the states and how it's like, OK, it's it's worse than other places. And, and that's not the answer uh, for, you know, complacency or, or that's not the, the reason why you're allowed to be complacent in your fighting um, for what's right. But, man, when I think about stuff like this, it definitely puts it into perspective, right, where, you know, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, so I have a level of privilege there. But thinking about, you know, the, the Mexican community, my Mexican brothers and sisters and Man, the impact and the fear that comes along with the the power that narcos have in in their country and the influence and, and man, even somebody like Peso Pluma, who you're looking at, is is extremely successful and I'm sure is making a, a great living right now. Even him feeling the pressure of canceling a a concert, I'm sure not only for his safety but the safety of the fans who are are potentially going there as well. Um, just puts it in perspective how how scary this world can be and and uh and man just how powerful those cartels are you know i've heard a lot of really horrific stories about even just media people uh from mexico talking about these things and and the cartels going after them and um you know it's just uh it's a tragedy you know and my heart goes out to it and this is is sort of a great example of 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 why People need to learn how to have empathy for those who immigrate and come to this country because they're dealing with circumstances that are far beyond the realm of 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 myself or, or anyone uh, you know in the the average American living their life. Right? These are not circumstances that we have to be concerned with. And again, even somebody like him, Peso Pluma, who is successful globally now as a star, having to feel the pressure and, and fear of, of of something like this, man, it's, it definitely puts a lot of things in perspective and. Uh, my heart goes out to anybody who's ever been affected by something like this. And I'm sure even him, you know, having to deal with this is um, really fucking scary. So just, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of sad stories here uh, on today's show. We're going to brighten it up, though, with a story of inspiration with the Vigente Sector. So we'll get to that. But first, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. 
State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcast. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. All right, so some much-needed positivity. I started watching this movie uh, over this last weekend. I didn't get a chance to finish it. I was just exhausted. But A Million Miles Away, um, it premiered on Amazon Prime Video. It follows the story of NASA astronaut Jose Hernandez, uh, played by Mexican actor Michael Peña, and it takes the role of Hernandez as he journeys from migrant farm worker uh, to nabbing a seat on the Discovery Shuttle mission in 2009. The movie also highlights his tenacity as he applied for NASA's space program uh, 12 times, which is absolutely insane. I want to pull up uh, the name of, of, the, uh, of the director as well because it's a, it's a Latin woman who, who directed. And you got to give credit where, where credit is due at the end of the day. I mean, I think it's just a beautiful story. I love that, that it was directed uh, by Alejandra Marquez Abella. Um, and just such great representation it reminds me of of the flaming hot movie which i fucking cried at the end of um because i was just so moved by somebody doing whatever they had to do going through the hard times the trials and tribulations and making their dream come true and i think obviously for for someone like myself this hits close to home i mean i will never say that i had a situation like where i was working in a farm um, as a, a, a migrant farm worker since I was a kid and, and having to go through all of the difficulties that come along with everything associated with that. But, you know, for, for me, I think when I watch these stories, it touches something inside of me because it just solidifies the hope, right? And it solidifies the faith that anything is possible as long as you you put in the time and effort and 
even through all the, the trials and tribulations and the no's and the doors being slammed in your face, if you don't give up, something is bound to happen for you. And I love stories like this one, you know, and, and, and obviously for, for me, I'm not trying to make it all about me, but, uh, you know, it, it just touches me on a deep level because I know for me, so many people have told me coming up or, or still make me feel like it now that my dreams and my goals are not possible or silly or unobtainable. And it happens less and less now these days. So I think at this point, uh, you know, the proof is, is in the pudding. I've created a life from nothing. Um, but I know it made my journey so incredibly lonely. And stories like this one make you feel seen. And I think that's what comes up for me uh, as I get emotional talking about it or even watching these things, even like little clips of, of like stuff like this. Um, they just have such a profound effect on me because that's the thing like a lot of people don't talk about or or they talk about it after the fact or you just don't see it as out front. But some of the hardest points of your your journey towards having a bigger dream or a bigger goal, like for me, the lowest points are like the lonely ass road associated with it where it's like you're the only one who can truly see the vision and when you have those moments of self-doubt as are inevitable you also bear the burden of having to pull yourself out of that dark hole and it's really fucking hard right and you go so long without validation without anybody confirming that you're on the right path or that you're talented right it, those those validations those pats in the back they come very inconsistently on that path right and it's like you just have to have this utmost belief in yourself and your capability to make something out of nothing, right? And that belief is literally all you have when you're coming up. And it's so hard to like protect that belief, to maintain it when you're constantly like, it's, it's like you're carrying this precious stone, right? And you're walking down the street. And as you're walking down the street, people are constantly trying to slap it out of your hand. They are jabbing at it with sharp objects. They're, they're, they're chipping it away at it, right? They're, they're breaking off pieces of it. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, really just making this walk with the stone so unbearable. And you know that if you just drop the stone, you wouldn't be having all of these negative eyeballs and all of this negative attention brought upon you. But you have to maintain the faith and the love for that stone. And even in the face of, of you know, the constant shitstorm uh, that it brings, maintaining the faith that as long as you keep walking, you're eventually going to get to a clear path where you're at peace with this stone that you love. Right. And I'm using the stone, obviously, as an analogy. But that's what it feels like. And again, in the back of your mind, it's very easy to be like, I could just fucking put this stone down and everybody would just leave me alone and stop torturing me. But you know that that means leaving something you love behind. And that's like the difficult choice and the difficult journey is, is being okay and developing the tolerance needed to keep getting beaten on every single day with every single step you take, knowing that 
more than likely, whatever it is you're trying to do may not happen, right? That like the odds are not in your favor, right? And that the easier route would be to just put the damn stone down and you would be feeling no more abuse, right? And that's what that's what's amazing about these stories is that somebody literally could have stopped putting themselves through the emotional abuse that it takes of trying to do something like going into space or, or working for NASA. And he could have easily, far easier, gave up on that and just led an average life. But instead, took the mental abuse years and years, 12 times applying, and maintained his love for that thing and his vision and that purpose because he loved it so much, even though he knew that route is going to be 50 times harder and he could just put himself out of his misery right now by forgetting about it. That's what's so beautiful about stories like this and people who are able to push through the bullshit and make their dreams come true um, is, is that right there. It's like knowing that there's a very easy route that you could take that you don't get any more abuse. But even with that easy out in mind, you still choose to take the difficult path that is constantly going to be testing you and abusing you along the way. All because this deep love you have for whatever your thing is. I mean, that, that's what's beautiful about stories like this one. And I think just following your dreams in general. <sighs> I feel like relieved, like I got that off my chest. Uh, but thank y'all so much. Our, the show's not even over. I don't know, even know where I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off right now uh, by just like, I wanna, I'm going to float away in, in happiness uh, of, uh, of, of what I just talked about there because it's just a reminder of, of how proud to be of yourself. If you're still fighting for your dreams, if you fought for them and achieved some of them, like there's so much to be proud of right there um, if you think about it from the analogy that I just gave you. Now, uh, we've talked about everything. We're going to tie all that we've talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment called Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion All right, so just quickly touching on on these stories that we talked about today, the police officer was not being found liable for shooting this Latino man um, in his home after knocking on the wrong address. I think, again, it just speaks to the powers that be are never going to go against their own best interest, and that's the problem in this country. It's designed so that very few people hold power, and of course, those few people are going to protect themselves and those that they associate with who are at a similar level or are loyal to them. They're going to protect them because it's in their best interest, even though they've been elected or hired to protect the everyday person, right? So it's the powers that be are always going to protect the powerful few rather than the majority that they are supposed to be taken care of. And that's kind of the microcosm of, of this country and, and, and the vantage point of where we stand in politics and everything else, policing, all this stuff. It's sad. DACA uh, being declared illegal again by a, a federal judge. I mean, we're not shocked by this, right? I, I don't I don't think anybody is, is shocked by this at this point. They're constantly trying to fight these things again, though the irony of like the states that are bringing up these lawsuits, half of them are the poorest states in the entire country. That's what they should probably be focusing on and spending their tax dollars on. But instead, they're fighting this culture war because they've fooled their base into thinking these are the issues that are affecting your everyday life. These, this is your villain. 
not us who are doing absolutely nothing to actually help you and just pocketing this money and, and, and enjoying the fruits of this power. No, we're not the villains. It's the immigrants who are, are coming here and, and, and working some of the most difficult jobs known to man. They're the ones that are affecting your quality of life. And these people who are living in the poorest states in this entire country continue the cycle of electing officials who have done nothing to address their poverty and their actual concerns, um, but talk a good game and give them somebody to be mad at. In this case, brown people. That's the world we live in. That's our, our America, I should say. Now, Peso Pluma canceling these tour dates uh, out of fears and threats from the cartel in uh, Mexico. Just scary stuff. I can only imagine what he's, what he's feeling. And big disappointment, obviously, for the fans. And um, again, I think it just speaks to this like global or, or a nationwide um, empathy that we should have for the people who have to actually deal with this type of stuff on a regular basis and are trying to get away from it and trying to create an honest and better life for themselves and their families. Um, this is, you know, it's a tragedy that people have to live under these types of conditions. And a positive side of things, man, the A Million Miles Away movie, just inspiring stuff. And it's a tale of, of somebody coming from the lowest of the, of the low as far as societal standards go. And, you know, a migrant farm worker uh, who had to work as a kid on the farm to help his family to then rise into the ranks of NASA to actually go into space and, and making his dream come true. It's just beautiful, incredibly inspiring. Um, and I love that this story is being told. Stories like Flame and Hot are being told. Uh, you have a Latina director, you know, uh, a, a Mexican actor, um, and Michael Peña playing the lead on this. It's just amazing. Like that, that is amazing that our stories are being told in this way. It gives me so much hope. Um, and it's so fucking inspiring. I'm going to finish this movie over the weekend. But like even just being halfway through it, like I was moved. And um, I just I just love it. And anybody who is in your in your struggle right now, you're grinding, you're building something, you have a dream like you only lose when you give up. And, and that's that's really the, the truth. It may not pan out exactly as you were hoping, but you will stumble into something. If you're putting in the work each and every day, I think it's impossible for you not to find um, success in something that may not be the obvious thing you thought, but is something that you'd be incredibly happy doing. So um, you only lose when you quit. That would be my, my words of encouragement and my lesson from these stories that we're talking about. And if you want to hear more words of encouragement or more personal one-on-one -on -one coaching, the Just Be Social Club, we just opened up the offer. Uh, for our new group, it combines one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as lifelong uh, group mentorship uh, via our mastermind that we do. Um, JustBe.nyc. Click the JustBe Social tab, uh, the social the social club tab, I should say, on the the JustBe website, and you just click apply now. And uh, there's a couple questions you fill out. It'll book a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with myself and my business partner Brenda. We'll talk. We will see what's going on in your life if it's a good fit, and uh, and, and go on from there. Only four spots available, so four people are going to be a part of this, and they'll be closed off for uh, probably to the end of the year, actually. We won't be launching the next one until 2024. And speaking of uh, September 29th, so next Friday, we're closing the doors. Nobody else is going to be able to sign up for this. So get in there now. Don't wait. If you're thinking about it, at least just apply and book the free one-on-one -on -one call because if you're thinking about it, that means something's missing in your life, and you might just need that extra little push. So you owe it to yourself. Like if you're on the fence about it, that means there's something calling you to it. And 
you should follow that intuition rather than the fear that holds you back from actually acting on the things that you want, right? So just be.nyc social club tab, fill it out, click apply now, and uh, we'll, we'll sit down and see what you got going on in your life. And with that said, thank you so much for checking out our, uh, our show today, man. I appreciate y'all. Have an amazing weekend. I will catch you on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, happy Latin Heritage Month, and I will catch you on the other side of the weekend. Stay safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.